I never know where to put my glasses on or off, but still. any case, uh, bless you. <laughs> it's a privilege to be here and uh, always an honor. Um, I never quite know what the Lord's going to do with me, um, but I just pray, Holy Spirit, would you, <laughs> would you move today, would you impart today through your word that lives in each one of us, would you rise up? to raise up your joy, your grace, your power within us. Thank you, Lord, that you are not far off. We, we don't have to call you down from heaven, that your presence is in us, around us. You are here. You never leave us. You are Emmanuel, God with us. That we are temples of the Holy Spirit. That we no longer live, but Christ lives in us. And I thank you for that truth, Lord. And I thank you today we just draw on that presence. It's an open heaven. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Lord, that you are work in our lives. For your glory. Just give Jesus the glory today. Amen. Amen. Um, <clears throat> I, I want to talk today about the joy of the Lord, the anointing of joy. And, um, <laughs> You know, after all the kind of heaviness of uh, what's going on in the world, you think, oh, I'm coming to preach on the joy of the Lord. But let me just say, the heaviness of the world never goes away. What we see in Paris, what you see in Israel, what you see in Eritrea or the Congo has not changed. It's just that we are now becoming more aware because of the information highway. In fact, let me just say, we are feasting on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I'm telling you, the fruit's not good. Okay, I just want to just say that. You know, uh, <laughs> many of us use Facebook. I don't know if you read the thing in, in yesterday's newspaper about the Happiness Institute of Sweden. Well, great authority. said that people who fast from uh, Facebook for, for a month or two find themselves to be a lot happier. <laughs> I mean, man, this stuff's addictive, but it's the knowledge of good and evil. And I want to tell you, it just sows discord. Listen, I've got, I've got a Facebook account, so, uh, but, but I'm telling you, there's so much information. It said in the end times there will be increase of knowledge. And we being flooded with knowledge of good and bad. You know what? We are not called to feed on that stuff. It causes depression, fear, and anxiety. And I'm just, I'm just saying, you want to know what God's doing at this time? He says... Do not feed on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Feed on the, feed on the tree of life. The Spirit of God. Amen. Because bad things are always happening. But the Word of God says, Philippians 4.8, Whatever is good, noble, excellent, praiseworthy, dwell on such things. You see, the devil wants to get us... Sorry, this wasn't my sermon, but I'm just... <laughs> the, the devil wants to get us to focus our eyes on the turmoil and terror and horror of the world. The world is fallen, but we are there to show a different way. We are there to, to be light and salt and the kingdom of God and to offer hope. Amen. And joy. People are depressed. People need joy. Amen. People need happiness. Amen. <laughs> Maybe not. The Happiness Institute says so. You know? so. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, don't let's fix our eyes on what the devil's doing. 
He loves to suck people down into darkness. And yes, we are to pray. And yes, we are to be aware. But do not be overwhelmed by the fallenness of the world. Okay, we are people of hope. We are positive people. Amen. So today I want to, you know, I always kind of <laughs> feel I, come, I need to come to these things when I talk on joy. But even when I preach now, it's to tell a joke up front. You know, this seems to be the in thing to do these days. Um, but I remember, you know, I was warned off, off that many years ago. I was with Soul Survivor, and we were, <laughs> I was with Tim Hughes uh, um, in, in Joburg, and we were doing a, 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 a thing there for young people. And I started my sermon with a joke, you know. And I'm telling you, it just fell flat. I mean, it was just disastrous. And Tim came to me and said, Gary, the preaching was great, but whatever you do, don't tell jokes again. <laughs> so I'm telling you, if, if, you know, some of these preachers have got anointings for jokes. Eh? They tell the oldest jokes out, and everybody's roaring in laughter. Yeah. But uh, I don't have that anointing. But <laughs> if Jesus got it, I want it. But, uh, but we do need to be joyful. I do have an anointing of joy. Because that is what the Word says. Amen. So today I want to talk about joy. I want to talk about uh, the connection between uh, life in the Spirit, between grace, between righteousness, between the kingdom, and joy. Amen. And you know, about 20 years ago, we saw a great outpouring of joy known as the Father's Blessing. Um, It swept across the world. It was quite controversial. But I was really, really touched by that uh, uh, anointing of joy. Okay, somebody, Dave, Dave Phillips came and prayed for me, and uh, uh, for about six months, I didn't stop laughing. <laughs> I'm serious. Six months. The minute the, 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 the name of Holy Spirit was mentioned, I, I would just, boof, I would be joyful and laughing and full of, full of abundance of, of life. It, it, it was fantastic. But at the same time, I also cried a lot. I spent a lot of time weeping. So, you know, people, people would you know, be praying for me and I'd be crying. <laughs> crying away. And they would say, Lord, lift the oppression off of Gary. And I'd be, no, I'm crying with joy, you idiot. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I believe part of Christian life is to experience that. To weep for the things we see. Okay, but also to weep with joy of what the Lord has done for us, you know. So, um, the interesting thing about Jesus is, is it says um, in Hebrews 1.9, which is a fulfillment of Isaiah 61, where it talks, it says, You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions, and he's talking to to Jesus, and anointed you with the oil of joy. He has anointed Jesus with the oil of joy. Man, that is like wonderful. In other words, the, the anointing that Jesus has upon him that is unique that sets him apart is an anointing of joy. And I believe Jesus was the happiest, most joyful person there. Now, it says he was a man of sorrows. But yes, the great exchange, his joy and our sorrows. 
He has imputed his joy to us and taken our sorrows upon himself. The great exchange of the cross. Okay, Isaiah 62, 61 verse 2. Jesus stood up and he read the scroll of Isaiah in the temple uh, or in the synagogue, wherever it was, in Capernaum or wherever. And he said, he read the, the scroll of Isaiah. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. The Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. And uh, release for the prisoners and all that kind of stuff. Sight for the blind. He was quoting from, from Isaiah and, and, and to proclaim, instead of mourning, to proclaim joy. It's given me the oil of joy. So it was in the Old Testament. The Old Testament prophets were prophesying this coming of the Messiah and he would come with an anointing of joy. He said, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and the garment of praise. People, we live in this time where this prophecy has been fulfilled. Amen. We live in the time where the oil of joy is being poured out over the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. If the anointing's on Jesus, the anointing is on us. Because we are hidden in Christ. We are the body of Christ. Amen. So as he is, so we are. And he's exchanged his joy for our sorrows. He's exchanged our sin. He became sin. So we should become the righteousness of Christ. The great exchange of the cross. He became death. He died so that we should have life. He was cursed so that we should be blessed. The great exchange of the cross. And one of those exchanges is our sorrow, our mourning, our grieving for his joy. So the reason I want to establish this today because I see people battling so much with negativity. Battling so much with depression. Battling so much with unhappiness. And yet, we have an anointing of joy. And I, and I pray, even as I, as I talk here and share this, that the Lord will be establishing within you now the Word of God. Okay? Because it doesn't really matter what I say. It matters what He says. Amen. The Word of God, which says we have an anointing of joy. John 15, 11, Jesus said, I've told you this, so that my joy... His joy, not your joy, my joy, Jesus' joy may be in you. And that your joy may be complete. Wow. Is that good news? The gospel, the word gospel means good news. That's good news. That my joy is in you. You know, you might have some joy, but actually that's, that's a worldly joy. I'm giving you my joy, says Jesus. And that your joy may be complete. See, the word says that. So if you battling. Like, let's take the word and say, yes, I believe this word. Yes, I want this anointing. I'm thirsting for this anointing. I'm thirsting for joy. I want it. I'm going to go and get it wherever it is because it's mine already, but I just need it by faith. I need to appropriate it by faith. I'm coming to you now, but I say, while I'm st- I say this while I'm still in the world, John 17, 13, so that they may have the full measure of joy within them. He was talking to his disciples. Okay, Guys, Jesus wants us to be joyful. It's not a crime to be joyful. Let me just say this. You know, it's not a crime to laugh. It's not a crime to smile. 
is not a crime to say, I'm blessed. And yet, sometimes in some Christian circles, I think it is. <laughs> How are you, Gary? Um, <laughs> I dare not tell you. <laughs> I've got a friend, and you know, <laughs> I love him dearly, but every time I see him, he's, How are you, Gary? And I'm saying, you know, I'm just so blessed. And I'm not, listen, I do struggle at times, but I'm just so blessed, and I just feel so great, and my wife's great. I love it so much. We pray to get... Things are going great. Are you sure? <laughs> Is there anything else you want to tell me? No. <laughs> Life's great. <laughs> I'm blessed. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> hey, Jeremiah. Woo, I love Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah 31, we know he was prophesying the coming of the new covenant. Um, Jeremiah 31, 33, the promise of the new covenant. Now, we are the new covenant people with Israel, grafted in to Israel, to the, to, well, to the, to the Abrahamic root, grafted into the new covenant. Old covenant passed away, the new covenant's come. And in this uh, prophecy of the new covenant, Isaiah, I'm sorry, Jeremiah 31, 13. It says, uh, now 30, what, 33, but now go to 31, 13, which is like a little bit of a foretaste before he proclaims a new covenant. He says, the young woman will dance and be glad. Young men and old as well. Hey, Jonathan, this. Yeah. Oof. I'm. Miracles happen, brother. (laughs) I will turn their mourning to gladness. I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. People, this is a prophetic picture of the new covenant in which we now live, in which we now stand. Amen. So yes, there's things to be sorrowful for. There's things to grieve about. But that's a temporary state of being. Now we are called to live in the joy of the Lord. Now we are called to dance and praise. In the midst of hardship. In the midst of the trials and tribulations. I rejoice in trials of every type. Amen. (laughs) But they lead to maturity and perseverance. James said, I rejoice. See, in the midst of the circumstances of life which are trying to drag us down. We are called to set our eyes on Jesus, the risen, exalted, glorified Lord, who has an anointing of joy dripping all over him. (laughs) And I want to live like that, because naturally, in my natural state, I'm a depressed person. In my natural state, I'm actually a shy person. (laughs) I'm telling you. (laughs) So, (laughs) there's hope for anyone. (laughs) Thank God I no longer judge myself according to the flesh, (laughs) but according to the spirit. Amen. It's it's good news, man. (laughs) 
Woo. John 16, 20. Very truly. And when Jesus says very truly, he means really, 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 truly. Okay? <laughs> truly, truly. I tell you, you will weep and mourn. King James Version, have sorrow. While the world rejoices. Now we know that that's when they nailed him on the cross. The world rejoiced. Disciples grieved and mourned. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. People, we live in that era, the now era of the new covenant, where after the cross, the resurrection has taken place, we have joy. We don't grieve and mourn anymore. Amen. Oh, we don't have a ministry of grieving and mourning. We have a ministry of joy. To come alongside those who are grieving and mourning. To empathize with them. But to offer hope. And say this situation where you are grieving and mourning and negative and depressed is temporary. The Spirit of God can free you. Come to set the captives free from darkness. Amen. Personal joy is a great blessing. And it's attractive. <laughs> it is. I want to be around joyful people. I hate to say that because it sounds selfish. But joy produces joy. Negativity sucks you down. And, and, and the lady's prophecy just now is so, so true. We have got to stand up and be of a different spirit to the spirit of this time, which is complaining, groaning, mumbling about South Africa. Get your heads right. This is a wonderful nation. Amen. A wonderful nation. We are a blessed people. Let me tell you something about what's happening in Europe. I, I have, you know, my family lives in Holland. I'm, I'm, I'm British from descent. They have fallen into godlessness. Despite everything we see in this nation, the majority of the people in this nation honor God in some way. may not be exactly the way we like, but the majority of this nation call themselves Christians. The majority of this nations go to, the nation goes to, 70% of people say they go to church on Sunday. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> this hope we have in this nation is not in the government. It's not in the people. It's in Jesus Christ who is Lord over this nation. Amen. Amen. That's why we need to stay here. We need to pray here. We need to proclaim prophetically what this nation will become. What everyone is prophesying in doom and gloom for this nation. Let us prophesy prosperity for this nation. Because we are a praying people. I've had friends go off all over the world, and I want to tell you, their children have become godless. Hmm? <laughs> what a blessing. Such a blessing to live here. But my children are godless. You know, I'm talking about when you go somewhere, when you run away, motivated by fear. We are never called to be motivated by fear. But personal joy is a great strength. Nehemiah 8.10, the, the, they proclaimed it was a time of feasting. 
And he said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Will you let the joy of the Lord be your strength? Because what you've got to do is just ask God, Lord, give me joy. It's an impartation. It's a thing received by faith. Amen. We have joy because we're forgiven. We have joy because we're immortal. We have eternal life. We have joy because we have union with Christ. We have joy because we're blessed. We have joy because of the great exchange of the cross. Our sin for His righteousness. Our curse for His blessing. It's good news. You know... (laughs) 1 Corinthians 4.9, we have been made a spectacle to the whole universe, to angels as well as to men. For we are fools for Christ. But you are also wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honored and we are dishonored. Paul recognized himself as a fool for Christ. You know, I remember about 20 years ago when, when there was all this laughter and joy and I was shaking and jerking and getting deliverance from all the evil stuff I'd been involved in. Because before being a Christian, I was involved in the New Age. I was a Rosicrucian. Okay. Studied occultic arts with a Morak University in California. <laughs> Just for something to do. <laughs> but I, man, the Lord set me free from that. <laughs> when I became born again. But there was a lot going on, a lot of manifestations of the Holy Spirit's presence in my life. And people were offended. I must tell you, people were offended by me. They were offended when I fell down shaking and uh, quaking like a Quaker. Shaking like a shaker. (laughs) Ever wonder where those names come from, you know? (laughs) They were offended. And the Lord said to me, Gary, will you be a fool for Christ? Because when you preach and teach, a lot of people are going to think you're an idiot. (laughs) And you know what? I don't care. (laughs) That's fine. I'm not here to impress. I'm not here to intellectualize. I'm here to to deliver the word that the Lord said. And if if I need to be a fool to do it, so be it. Amen. And you know, there's great liberty in that. Because when you're a fool, you don't have to live up to anyone's expectations. <laughs> they all think you're going to come and make a fool of yourself. Amen! <laughs> you know, in the old days, the king used to have a jester in the court. A court fool. And, you know, this guy, everybody thought he was an idiot. You know, everybody thought he was a fool. I mean, that's why they called him the fool. But you know something about the court, the court jester? Jester, sorry. He actually was one of the people that was most intimate with the, with the king. He, he was considered to be nonpartisan. And he was there to make the king joyful. But he also understood all the intimacies of the king's life. And often the king, funny enough, when if you can read this in history, when the king wanted somebody that really knew his heart, he often took the court fool 
and sent him on missions as an ambassador. I mean, that's quite interesting, eh? I was reading that the other day. I'm like, what? But you see, being the fool sometimes puts you into a place of intimacy. Being joyful for the king. It's, uh, it's very interesting. Um, <coughs> actually, it says in one of the scriptures... Um, Though you've not seen him, 1 Peter 1, 8, you, you love him. We love Jesus. Even though you don't, don't see him now, you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. Amen. Inexpressible and glorious joy. Not like a little bit of joy, like inexpressible joy, people, and glorious joy. For this, the saints were commended. It's all about presence. Us hidden in Christ, Christ hidden in us. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. <laughs> it's about character. You see, the character, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Next one. Joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, patience, long-suffering, Etc. Etc. Up to number nine. Okay. <laughs> but the second one on that list is after love is joy, and it's a fruit of the spirit. Okay, it becomes part of our character. The character of Christ is to be joyful. That you see, you can have an emotional joy. Joy is an emotion, and let me tell you something: there's nothing wrong with emotions when they're under the control of the spirit. But when they control the spirit, they're ungodly. The emotion should be subject to the spirit, and joy, as love, can be an emotion. It's one aspect. But joy is also a decision, just like love's a decision. Amen. I choose to be loving, and guess what? I feel loving. I choose to be joyful. Guess what? I feel joyful. Jockey's courses will tell you that. As you think, so you become. You know, the choices you make affect your life. Some good stuff Jockey's doing there. Amen. <laughs> you don't seem convinced. <laughs> there is a missing link. The missing link. There's a link in the scriptures between joy and righteousness. Did you know that? If you, if you read the scriptures, you find it often mentions righteousness and then joy. One Corinthians one thirty is because of Him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is. Our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. So when I talk about righteousness, it is the righteousness of Christ, not self-righteousness, not works righteousness, the righteousness of Christ. Okay, so Christ has become our righteousness. Romans 1.17, for in the gospel, not ashamed of this gospel, for in the gospel a righteousness has been revealed that is by faith from first to last. Not a works righteousness. You are right with God. You are just as if you've never sinned. 
because of the work of the cross. So we, I want to say to you today, everybody here who's born again is righteous, has right standing with God. And that is a foundation for our joy. Amen. That we don't have to prove ourselves anymore. We don't have to do stuff. We have to be in Christ and follow the promptings of the Spirit. Okay, we're called oaks of righteousness. Isaiah 61, good South African. Hey, hey do you know you are oak of righteousness, Excel? Huh? <laughs> Very good. Written for South Africans, man. Huh? <laughs> oaks of righteousness. Sorry. I remember years ago, there was a, a lady called Dorian and Ray Stafford. Some of you may remember them from St. Agnes. And, you know, I went, to, I went to their house and they prophesied over me. And I'd been right, reading Isaiah 61. And I'd like taken it kind of like, I said, wow, this is the ministry. That, this is the ministry of Christ that I want to be involved in. Spirit of the Lord's upon me. And, uh, uh, um, and, and you'd be called an oak of righteousness, a, a, a planting for the display of the splendor of the Lord. And, you know, Dorian was, was praying for, over me, you know, Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. And I'm like, shaking away there. And she looked out the window, and there's an oak tree outside the window. And she just says, you know, Gary, the Lord says you're an oak of righteousness. And I'm like, wow. You know, I just read Isaiah 61, you know, and that's why I was there. I asked them to pray into that for me. You're oak of righteousness. Let me tell you something. I am, in myself, one of the most unrighteous people. Let me say that. If you count my works and my failings and my sins, man, I'm unrighteous. But you know what? That's not the righteousness I rely on anymore. The righteousness I now have is the righteousness of Christ. I am righteous because of grace. Amen. And so are you. Put aside your self-righteousness. Depend on the righteousness of Christ and let the joy of the Lord be your strength. You see, the kingdom... Let's preach the kingdom, the reign and rule of Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else shall be added unto you. Misquote. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then everything else shall be added unto you. And then you're going to be very happy. Amen. You see, this link between the kingdom and righteousness is very important. And it's, it's, it's a link that often has been missed. So there's also a link between the kingdom and joy. So we seek in the kingdom. And Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking, not about ceremonial eating and drinking, kosher laws. Okay, but it's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the kingdom. Know that you're righteous. Hebrews 5 says a sign of an infant is somebody who doesn't know what righteousness is about. They're still drinking milk. But the kingdom is about righteousness, peace. When you know you have right standing with God, you know you're at peace with God. And he's Abba Father. Out to bless. And the joy that comes in that. Of the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ this way is pleasing to God. Did you know that? You want to please God? Amen. Accept his righteousness. Be at peace with him. And be joyful. That's pleasing to God. Gee, I like that. 
Lord, I want to please you today. I'm going to be peaceful and joyful. Gary, my son, I'm well pleased with you. Amen. That's what the Word of God says. They're not saying we'd have to lay down everything else we do, but it's the foundation of the reign and rule of Christ. The kingdom of God is about the reign and rule of Christ in our hearts. The kingdom is within us and flows out of us to manifest in the world around us. Amen. Laughter. Mm. Laughter. I laughed for six months. I'm telling you, I've got stomach muscles, six-pack like you can't believe. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's hidden, though. <laughs> but laughter, I'm telling you, laughter is the best medicine. <laughs> There's some truth in these sayings. You know, that they've proven physiologically and psychologically that a smile... Just smiling changes the hormonal makeup in your body. Did you know that? Smiling does something. Laughter is even better. You can laugh. And you know what? You don't really have to be that joyful. You can make yourself laugh. You know, I've got three foster children. Well, I'm, I'm crazy. You know, we do like a devotion in the evening. Every evening, my wife and myself with the kids around the dinner table... And, and sometimes we talk about the joy of the Lord. I say, guys, let's laugh. No, but there's nothing to laugh at. Laugh, laugh, ha, ha, ha. We just practice laughing. It sounds stupid. <laughs> but they've actually proven if you're depressed, laugh. Make yourself. What's Trevor Noah? He'll make you laugh. I don't know, some of his new stuff, maybe not. But, but, <laughs> but you know, laughter is a wonderful gift of the Lord. And it's a natural expression of joy. Oh, but we shouldn't laugh in church. <laughs> really? <laughs> Maybe we should. Maybe more people would be drawn to that joy and that laughter. Because the world out there is depressed, man. Everybody's on sleeping pills and, you know, stuff. Uh, it's <laughs> Have a good laugh and go to sleep. Psalm 126.2 gain a prophetic vision of, 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 of Zion, the church. You know, us grafted into to Zion, the, the, the you know, uh, uh, Hebrews 12, you know, the joyful assembly. We have not come to a mountain of doom and gloom, of don't touch, of death, but the joyful assembly of the saints and the, and the angels. You know that scripture. We come to that mountain, to Mount Zion, the church of the firstborn, joyful assembly. Amen. And our mouths, Psalm 126.2, our mouths are filled with laughter. Our tongues with songs of joy. And it was said amongst the nation, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. And we're filled with joy. Amen. Can you see the prophetic picture of the church? The way the church should be. Blessed are you, Luke 6.20, blessed are you now who hunger now. For you will be satisfied. Blessed are you that weep now. And he was talking before the cross. For you will laugh. See, after the cross, we laugh at the devil. We laugh at Satan in his schemes. Amen. For he has been disarmed. He just doesn't know it. 
when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. Acts 2.15, Holy Spirit was poured out. And people thought the disciples were drunk. Really? Drunk? They looked drunk? And in Ephesians, that, 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 that theme of taking up, see the world out there, in their oppression and depression, resorts to drink. Amen. People, I understand why people who don't have Christ resort to drink. I would also resort to drink. To dull my senses. To dull the pain. But we're not called to do that. It says in Ephesians, uh, I think it's Ephesians 5, it says, Don't get drunk on wine that leads to debauchery. But instead, be filled with the Spirit and sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs in your heart. Be filled with the Spirit and sing. Such joy. You know, people in a pub, it's like, oh, show me the way to go home. You know, he's talking about, (laughs) he's talking about people getting drunk with wine and singing debauched. Stuff, but we are called instead to be filled with the Spirit and to be drunk in the Spirit. And sometimes you see manifestations of that. You see people staggering around drunk. I've seen it. Seen it here. We've ministered to people. People, people falling down drunk, drunk, drunk in the Spirit. I, I, I must tell you the miracles that I've seen with, when, with the coming of the Spirit, with joy and laughter. You know? Um, it's just been amazing, like instant miracles taking place. People, I remember the one lady was barren through some terrible circumstances that had happened in life. She came up and, and the Spirit came upon her. She fell down and she like, led like that for about four hours. Like that, she was like paralyzed. But the Lord was ministering to her. And within a week or two weeks, well, three weeks, I don't know how long it quite takes. <laughs> she was pregnant. You know? Uh, uh, we've, seen, we, we've just seen that power of the Spirit come. And sure, the Spirit does some strange things. He did strange things in the Old Testament. Abraham fell into a deep sleep and the Lord spoke to him. Ezekiel fell down. Saul laid down for 24 hours and prophesied. Weird. You know, I won't tell you what uh, Ezekiel did on the steps of the temple. but, um. <laughs> And, you know, you see these, these manifestations, you know. It says, uh, uh, Jeremiah 5.22, people trembled when the presence of the Spirit was, was upon them. And is it historical as well? Yes. It's historical that the Spirit moves... People do some strange things. Laughter, joy, falling down, shaking. And you know, we're not called to be offended. We are called to engage with that and say, Lord's doing something within the person. The outward manifestation does not matter. It's what's happening in the heart. Jonathan Edwards and... and, 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 um, (laughs) 
Wesley in, in, in the great American awakening, if you read some of their, 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 their stories, distinguished marks of the works of the Spirit of God, man, you must read those things. That people would fall down under the Spirit of God, tremble, shaking, being set free. Sorry, that was Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield as well, the same thing. Charles Finney even said, uh, he said, he recalls in his book how, how, how strange things would happen to people. You see, and I'm saying this is because joy sometimes produces like some strange manifestations. And we're not called to judge people, but actually engage in what the Spirit's going. And I believe the Lord wants to set a platform today, dare I say it, in this church, <laughs> for a new move of the Spirit, for revival. But it's going to be messiology, okay? <laughs> Not theology, messiology, okay? Things get messy when the Spirit moves. Question is, are you ready for that? Are you ready to be a fool? <laughs> are you ready to be a fool? <laughs> <laughs> Can you say, Lord, have your way? <laughs> oh, do we? Good. Lord, I want to be a Quaker. Lord, I want to be a shaker. <laughs> Martin Lloyd-Jones. Man, an evangelical guy, if ever there was one. In his book, Revival, says, In the presence of God, people fall down. People go faint. People go into trances. People become unconscious. <laughs> that's, it. that's what he says. See, these, these manifestations of, of joy and presence are there actually to strengthen us. You know Heidi Baker? Heidi Baker, Iris Ministries. I mean, she, she says, she says, and I mean, she shakes, man. I mean, she's a holy roller, you know? She like rolls around. And she says if it wasn't for those manifestations, she would have never, ever endured what she had to go through in Mozambique. So, let's pray. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you want to, just lift your hands to the Lord. You can pray a prayer in your heart. <laughs> if you want to be a fool for Christ. If you want in your lifetime again to experience revival with all its messiology, speak to the Lord in your heart now. <laughs> if you want joy, ask the Lord. It's yours already. Appropriate it by faith. If you want to laugh more, appropriate it by faith. <laughs> Just come, Holy Spirit. Let, know that the anointing is yours. It's not something you have to get. It's yours because you are included in Christ and the anointing is already upon Him. So come, Holy Spirit. Fill us, Lord. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us. Lord, I pray today now an establishing of a platform 
of, 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 of revival, establishing of a platform of radical, spirit-filled, life-giving, Christian outreach, starting in this place, that the young would flock in, <laughs> that, the, <laughs> that the sick would be healed, that the dead would be raised, that the unrighteous would seek the righteousness of Christ. More, Lord, in the power of your spirit. <laughs> Just receive in the name of Jesus. Receive. Receive by faith. <laughs> Let the Lord do whatever he wants to do. By your spirit, Lord. More. And Lord, we just declare joy. We declare the joy of the Lord is our strength. We declare that depression is broken. We declare the captives are set free from the grayness and darkness of this world. We declare that whatever is good and noble and excellent and praiseworthy, we will dwell on such things and we break in the name of Jesus. We break those strongholds of oppression right now. Give us joy, Lord. Fresh anointing on our ministries. Where ministries have grown stale. Fresh anointing on the ministries. On the priesthood of all believers. Fresh anointing. Fresh zeal. I just sense there's people here who had long-term ministries that are growing stale and tired and they're just going through the stuff and the Lord says, fresh anointing today. <laughs> An anointing of joy. <laughs> just receive it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Freedom from depression. Shia <laughs> Maraba. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We glorify you, Lord. <laughs> the bra area, where the South Africans gather around the bra. Yeah. <laughs> it's very important. Laka. Uh, Lord, I prophesy to the bra area that our speech will be positive. I take authority over this moaning and groaning about the government and, and at the bri. Lord, anoint the bri <laughs> that it might become your fire, Lord. Your, set it on fire. Fire. That it might become your Shibaba. love feast. Every bri that happens in South Africa possess with your Holy Spirit. That your fire may come down and consume Woo. that bride. Consume it for your glory, Amen. Lord. Amen. May those become house churches Roba Kaba. the bride. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and Lord, on the fire, we just wear those coals just have grown dark and grey and they're battling. We blow again the fire of the Spirit. Right now, fire. Let the fire fall. Jesus said, I will come and baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Let the fire fall yes, again Lord. in our heart. Yes, Jesus. We just the blow fire, the wind Lord. of the Spirit on the fire of God. The fire. We all remember the fire we had. Yes, blow Lord. again, Holy Spirit. Yes, Jesus. Fire of the Lord. Fire of the Lord. Whew. We ask, Lord, for your Whew. outpouring, Lord. You, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Let's sing a merry heart. Eric's yeah. going to come and swing it only Have some worship. There's... If you, have to, if you have to leave, that's fine. But we're asking the Lord just to pour out His Spirit amongst us. Um, who knows that Mary Hart does good luck medicine. It's an old one. <laughs>